millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. LA, do not miss the upcoming Steel Wars Live podcast, May the 26th. Make sure you have your tickets for our solo reaction panel at the Scum and Villainy Cantina in Hollywood, California. The Saturday after the release of the solo standalone film, we'll be breaking it down. Tickets are available at steelwars.com forward slash live. Just check the link in your show notes. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, and welcome to the Steel Wars call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars. And over the next hour or so, we will be talking Star Wars. We've got a big, wow, that episode of Star Wars Rebels last night. What is going on? We're going to have uh, Sal Perales on in, in, in a second to um, explain to me what happened. I kind of have got it worked out. I'm not sure if I just watched Back to, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 1 or 3, but something's going on. Something is going on. Um, we'll also be joined by our co-host, Emily Lind. She'll be calling in in two seconds from the Canto Bite Dispatch. And we will be taking your calls. I'm not sure if I've got Sal right here on 614. Is this Sal? Who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, Steele. This is King Tom. I'm not Sal and I'm not in Australia. King Tom, you've been uh, having <laughs> such a eclectic life on the I know. I've, I know. You'd think I was someone much more exciting. You're pretty exciting, buddy. You, you are. Thanks. You're, you're, you're royalty, pure royalty. <laughs> um, Thank you. What, what did you, uh, have you, have you caught the new Star Wars Rebels? Yeah, I, I watched it last night. Overall, um, I liked it. I liked it. It's not something I'd want to see again or repeatedly or for a very long time, but I liked what they did. Yeah. So did Ezra Back to the Future Ahsoka <laughs> at, the end of episode, at the end of season two? Is that what happened? That's the impression I got, although I'm a bit confused as to what the final scene with her walking through the doorway meant, if that meant she was walking through the doorway after the temple blew up. That's what I thought. But then, like, what's she going to be doing on Malachor for who knows however many years until she gets another spaceship or whatever? Part was a bit confusing to me. But I think he might have back to the future her. 
Because if he did, then she's still alive. Because she right. missed out on, on the on the stab stab. Yes, yes. And Vader probably already left by that point to go get his helmet oh, fixed. Darth Maul, Darth Maul left. Hmm. Very confusing. Very confusing. Those Can are just Tom, my guesses. Um, what, what did you call in to discuss tonight? What, what's your topic um, of interest? I, well, my, my topic of interest is the show and that I think that the device is shown the weird interdimensional time thing were, have kind of been forecasted all along in supplemental material. And that, that's why I didn't have a problem with it because I like them expanding the force. But at the same time, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I think they need to be very uh, picky with how they choose to use it in the future. With great power, Tom. With great time-traveling yeah. power. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> time and space. This is why... This is what worries me, is that <laughs> now we have the potential for every time someone dies in Star Wars that, oh, they might go into the portal and, and back to the future them. We might be able to save them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although, I guess in Star Wars time travel, when you think about it, everything's immediate. Yes. You get, you get to go to that moment. But do you want... Do you, is it no, like, no, but it's one of those things that it, all the time travel that's going to happen has already happened. Oh, yeah. That's whatever because, happened, happened, like on Lost. Yeah, because like Ahsoka yeah. was saved. Like she was, there's no alternate future where she gets killed because the first time mm-hmm. those events played out, she got the Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that right, Tom? That, what's, what's your royal decree? I, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm also trying to think because like what you're saying about how they use it. It, it. I don't think it's something that you could just use through the force. Like you need to be in a temple or a special place where some icons or imagery of the people of Mortis are also located. Mm-hmm. So it's not that, you know, Luke can just super focus with the force and boom, be transported to the mystical realm. I think you need all these other things too. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm just going to check if uh, oh, we've course. got Sal on this line here. 619, who are you and where are you calling from? Hi, <laughs> it's Brittany. All right, Brittany Brown. We'll, we'll get to you, young lady. Just wait there. Um, that I, I love her. Um, that's almost as iconic as the Johnny Grasso. Yo, is, is the Brittany. Uh, I, li- um, I like that. I like that a lot better. Yeah, I would like to see her or hear her do it at about four in the morning in the celebration lineup <laughs> like Grasso did. That'd, that'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty good. But um, who we do have on the line is our uh, co-host for this evening from the Canto Bite Dispatch, the other side of that, that strange noise that we just heard on the other line. Welcome back to the podcast, Emily Lind. Hi, Steele. 
Say hi to Tom as well. Don't be rude. <laughs> hi, Tom. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Now, Emily, have, have you caught the uh, the new Rebels? I I watched it like an hour ago. How are you doing with it? Um, my feeling is if it stays contained to ancillary material, I'm fine with the time travel stuff because I can ignore it. Um, I didn't think they were bad episodes. I mean, I'm no judge because this is like the sixth episode of Rebels that I've seen total. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any like connection to it. <laughs> but like, so it's just sort of like, okay, this is fine. I see, I can see why people would think this is a really good episode. It doesn't have any emotional resonance if you don't watch the show. But in my, my general feeling on time travel in science fiction, as somebody who, who watches a lot of TV shows and movies and reads a lot of sci-fi books is, unless your thing is about time travel, I don't want time travel to be a part of it. Mm, I like, um, yeah, you, you shouldn't have, that is just some casual conceit of the universe. It, it should be pretty high up the, the pecking order of things that we're talking about in the film. But um, we should reset, and uh, Emily's here to co-host, and she is one of the few people that has had the pleasure to listen to a little sample of this week's immeasurable, immeasurable <laughs> podcast guest, Ben Mendelson, director critic, Mendo. Um, what did you make of it, Emily? What sizzle can you give? It's it's so much better even than I hope I was hoping it would be. <laughs> like he's he's so Mendo right from the start. Um, there is I will give this sizzle, which is it has. Um, as Steel is asking some of his basic Steel Wars questions, including like favorite characters and stuff, a thing happens, which is maybe my favorite thing that's ever happened on the podcast. It doesn't involve music. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's super, uh, I will say the other thing that I like is it. it feels like um, like a Steel Wars conversation and not a formal, like, press junket interview. Well, that's pretty good. I, I, I was, uh, I, I wanted to have a Steel Wars episode with him, not um, Star Wars is back, part 74. <laughs> and he's just, he's, he's, like I said, he's very Mendo. And he, he sort of so he, he pokes at you a couple of times, which I enjoyed. <laughs> mm. Well, I, I can sizzle that um, towards the end of the hour, we will. I've got a little sizzle clip queued up on the Blog Talk Radio um, little dashboard here, and I believe it is the music clip to which uh, 
Lindo does refer. So you're in for a treat if you uh, if you stick around. And we will be taking your calls, of course, if you're listening live. You can call in on 646-668-8360. If you're listening to the live stream, that number's somewhere on that screen. You know it. And if you're Skyping in from overseas, add a plus one and you will get to America. Um, Sal's finishing dinner, so um, it, it's, it's always good that, you know, he's, they're almost the first family of, they're definitely the first family of Rebels fandom, but dinner comes first. Dinner comes the first. The Jedi have to eat Star too. Wars. Yeah, yeah. Of course, knowing um, Sal, it's probably a meal from that Freddie Prince Jr. cookbook. <laughs> so, <laughs> still pretty Star Wars. Um, one of the things, when they were writing those walls, the music, the music was so good. I, I don't really normally notice that on, on Rebels. And I, I know this episode had a, a few uh, original trilogy, you know, riffs, little callbacks, little uh, Star Wars headphone ring theory. But... Um, did the music stand out to you guys or am I just um, ignoring that every episode? Emily, you're probably not the best person to ask because you've only listened or watched six episodes. King Tom, please field this question now. I think that the, the music, especially, yes, this season has stood out. Um, I caught some of the original trilogy callbacks last night. There, there, was, there was a tune that was playing in last week's episode when Kanan was cutting his hair. It was very much unlike anything to me at least, that we've heard in a Star Wars movie or TV show. I like that. Um, and then even the, the the old tunes that have kind of been resurfaced or called upon, yeah, it, the music has been on point this season, I think. Sal is going to call in. He's coming in now. So, um, King Tom, I'll, I'll, you, I'll leave your line live if you want to jump in. But um, let's okay. go to 714. Sal Perales. How you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, buddy? It's, but it's not just me. I oh, got no. the whole ghost crew at my back. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey, Hello. Ax- hey, Axel, Lizzie, Liz, all the rogue rebels. I, I went to your website today, uh, Sal, to get a photo of you holding a, uh, a laser sword, hashtag fake fan. But um, there are plenty I, of noticed, I noticed the website had the white rebels logo up. The, the whole website's in mourning. You like that, don't you? <laughs> what an uh, odd thing to disclosure. say. I, full <laughs> disclosure, I've been wanting to do that since I saw the episode. So I was waiting for that uh, for them to release that image so I could mock it up. <laughs> what went down, Sal? I'm not sure if you are uh, over dinner. You are listening to the show, which would be a, a hilarious thought to think of the, uh, the the first family of Star Wars Rebels fandom just dining around the table while you know gathered by around the electronic transistor listening to this idiot. Um, that would be beautiful, but. What happened in that plane? Did, was that Back to the Future 2, 3, or 1? Is, is, did, did Ahsoka get saved at the end of Season 2 the whole time? That's what I want to yeah, know. Yeah, the thing the, where I go with it is it like it runs counterproductive to the Back to the Future school of time travel. 
because I think, like you said, she saved the whole time. Because the end of the episode, of this episode we just watched, she ends up at the end of that episode, walking down into that little triangle doorway or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? So to me, that, that, it happened the whole I was time. Just, sorry, yeah, before I was just saying, before you came on, it seems like this time travel ability, it's like all the time travel that's going to happen has already happened. Yeah, that's like, how I see it too. Yeah, there's not alternate futures. It's just like, oh, someone went back in time, so that's what happened. So I guess if I had to, I would say it's closer to, like, the Bill and Ted time travel. Because remember, like, (laughs) when it ends, like, they're kind of only the, you know, they've already gone back and changed things, so they're already these great people from the future. Oh, Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's called the San Dimas theory, so. Yeah. Can Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Which is where? So where is Ahsoka now? <laughs> See, that's where, after that's where after the end that. of that episode, where and when is she? She is after the end of the episode. She goes back to the end of season two. So, like now, now we don't know where she is. She know we know she went there, and if you take any of those like uh, those top Star Wars card trader cards supposedly they lead us to maybe believe that she walked around, followed that bird around for a little bit and found another one of those gates, maybe escaped. So where is she now? I don't know. That was what, like a year ago, six months ago, whatever the like timeline, I would say probably about a year and a half ago. We don't know where she is now, but it looks like she ain't dead. Yeah. Cause one would assume if she did get saved, then she just gets plonked back there in the temple. Like, right. Like, that's the rational thing of it. Now, what was, like, you, so you were up at Lucasfilm for the, um, the, like, the screening of this, and, and, and R.I.P. Kanan, I know you, um, you're getting a lot of uh, condolence at the screening, but how did the, the people in attendance take this time travel edition? Because, you know... I think a lot of people say it's just like, I oh, just the one thing you can't have is time travel. What was the reaction? Nothing. I think everybody loved the fact that it still kept us back. I think that's basically what they, what most people focus in. People cheered when, yeah. when he pulled her through. So like, mm. I don't think, I guess I don't think the focus was on like on how it happened. Mm-hmm. The focus was on like, holy crap, there's Ahsoka. You know what I mean? Like, there was a huge reaction at that event for that. Uh, but I think it's centered around the character more than the mechanics, <laughs> the force mechanics. Um, now, on last week's episode of Now This Is Podcasting with Steel, I was telling you, I don't know if this was on the actual episode or if this was us just talking, I told you there were things about this episode that I think that like reasons that I think you wouldn't like it, but there were things about it that I thought you would like. And so I know you're not huge into like the craziness of the force. So that made me think that you wouldn't like these episodes, but I know you're big on resolution. So I thought that would be good for you. So where did you end up landing on it? <laughs> I feel like I'm lying on a leather couch right now. Um, <laughs> how did it make you feel? Still? It made me think about my, my, my relationship with my parents and um, no, I, it, it, 
It was done. It was something I didn't want them to do done in a pretty good way. And I do like the the rule of it being that it happened before it happened, like the first time around. Like I, I, I like that that hard rule. But I, I am worried that we've like opened a, a Maz's Castle's box on this one. That's my Star Wars riff on uh, on the human version. But um, okay, yeah, I, I I just don't want you know if someone dies and it's like oh maybe they'll go into the the plane and and get them back. I for that reason I'm sort of just like Ugh. but I'm also just. Like it was done pretty well, and I can only generate so much. Like, like, like it was. It, it was just. I didn't not like it as much as I thought I would. Right. Well, that's. And and, and, and I think I like I enjoyed the episode. I, I was I was sort of a little bit confused, but um. What about this? What about this cell? This is just a little um. Like at the, at the to- this is probably the last thing you thought I was going to bring up as a nitpick. But how is it that Chopper can hack a call from the Emperor? Like, come on. Let's get some coding on Sheev's calls. <laughs> I don't remember that part. But, no, wait, I do remember that part. Chopper's just that good. Yeah, dude. He, I mean, like, all those, he's in the room. Like, all that coding is hard. He, they hack, like, R2, Chopper, they hack stuff every week. Like, apparently it's like no big thing to them. I feel mm. like imperial code cylinders are the weakest form of coding. Look at DJ. DJ hacks everything for no reason, and he's a person. <laughs> Where do you predict this is all going to end up, Sal? I don't know, man. Like, I honestly didn't think ahead of it because it's such like a mind blowing thing that I'm kind of just stuck here. Um. But now that I'm, like, actually thinking of the possibilities, I'm like, what if she just shows up, you know, in the finale? That would be interesting and helps them. Or what if, you know, like, I still don't know what the resolution is going to be. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like the wolves, it, uh, they're, like, uh, intentions and motivations. I feel like that's something that we don't, like, I feel like, oh, they, like, represent the planet and the Force. So, like, we kind of get, like, their loyalty or whatever is to the planet. But exactly what that means to the Rebels' aims, I don't think I fully understand yet. So I'm really curious about what that means. What I really like so far with the little clips that they've shown, like, now we see Rex is there, Wolf is there, Gregor is there, Hondo is there. So that, to me, is just kind of crazy of, like, oh, man. Mark is going to show up and wreck shop for our boys. Like, that's really cool to me for some reason. <laughs> one, one thing I did like was, um, I liked a lot actually, was the reveal of like what the Empire was doing there with the, with the temple and, you know, she looking into that. I, I sort of like that it sort of gives a bit of reason why like so many of these people got drawn to the planet. I think that um, worked out pretty well. What'd you make of that one, Sal? Pretty good, but go ahead. See, so I, I think that the wolves, though, uh, I think that they were protecting the temple more than they were protecting the actual uh, planet. 
uh, and now that the that Ezra has closed the um, the gate, I'm just not sure how much more um, wolves are going to be able to to see. Well, not only that, like the wolves literally took them there to help them save or close the gate or whatever it is, and now the whole temple is like locked, like hidden, or you know, like they, like the whole temple is almost gone now. Kind of crumbled down. Yeah. Yeah. Took that old dude with him. So I think, like, if that's part of it, is that the whole part? Are the wolves like, we're cool now. You guys go finish this on your own. Are the wolves still trying to get the rest of the Empire's factories from destroying, you know, the environment or what? Like, for me, I'm still so focused on the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the wolves were there to protect the, the temple. Didn't like someone why. say... Steel, uh, didn't someone say earlier this season that the wolves were ex- thought extinct or no one had seen them for a hundred years? Mm-hmm. Ryder. Mm. Yeah. May- maybe my thought was they were only showing up to help the ghost crew uh, save the temple. And like you kind of said earlier, now they won't be seen again. Well, yeah. well now there's a threat the temple, so I think the wolves are kind of coming back on that. Yeah, I mean, they were, um, the emperor was getting so close to um, to discovering how to open that door that I think that when um, Ezra was able to do that, and um, for some reason, you know, the wolves were allowing Ezra to do that. And, and interesting, we just never seen that before, and so that's, <laughs> that's a totally game changer, but um, but I think now that Ezra was able to close the door, I think that maybe, uh, you know, we won't see them as much. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. Like, you know, like now the temple's sealed, the temple's, it looks like it's gone, but, you know, if a Jedi comes back or, or Palpatine or whatever comes and stands on that little circle and does the Force stuff, is there a chance that it gets, can a Force-sensitive person still open up the temple or access that door again? Is that door closed forever, or is that door dormant until somebody comes back. Like, that's the things that I'm wondering about. Because the Inquisitors were able to get into the Jedi Temple, remember, in Season 2. Right. So mm-hmm. it flows now to, like, probably that those all those dudes that fell in the hole. See, but before, when uh, when Ezra and Kanan opened the door to the mm-hmm. Temple, the Temple just kind of went down and went dormant, right? But now, yeah. it actually, mm-hmm. I think Ezra was the one that says that the Temple was destroyed. So I think that there was a, a mm-hmm. difference there. Well, I mean, it looks like I have to, a story, man. Yeah. I have to say, when when Sal, when you were saying, is that door still open or is that door forever closed? These are the things I'm wondering about. They're they're amazing song lyrics, man. That was that was beautiful. <laughs> that was that was that was really. Next, um, man, uh, my next album is going to be called Lost Wolf. <laughs> uh, check, check out check out iTunes for the next Lost Wolf tracks. Dropping like uh, it's hot. Love, love the love the love the waffles. Um, so I don't know. I, I I sort of think like as you said before, I do like things when they're wrapped up. Ahsoka has to come back next week for a she, like she can't just be this vague, can she, Sal? What do you think? I don't know. Like I would think like you, but then I would also think like what's the um. Like, it's kind of, I don't know. Like, I also think, remember, it's like the rebel story. So I think it would be a little bit 
I mean, depending on how they do it, obviously they could probably do it really well, but it could be done in a way that's very much like, Ahsoka's here to save the day. And then what was the point of Ezra's journey other than saving Ahsoka? You know what I mean? Like in the end, it's still the rebel story. So I think her coming and helping could be done well, but also like she can't just show up and be like, I'm going to kill Thrawn now. You know what I mean? Like I, I, if she shows up to help, I hope it's done really, really well and really, um, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want her taking away from the rebel story. But yeah, she, has, she has to show. I mean, you can't have Ezra saying that line, come find me, and not do anything with it. Right. Yeah, and it's definitely like a setup, and it's definitely a thread that's left there. But who knows how long, you know what I mean? Like, what if, what if like, we're all thinking, like, okay, cool, Kanan's dead. Now they're going to, like, save us all and save the day. What if Ezra still doesn't make it, you know? Or... Or who knows what could happen? You know what I mean? Like those. Uh, it's. I feel like. I feel like it's finale time, and I still don't know what else to expect. Hmm. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I just hope she comes. Yeah, I do hope she's because it's just gonna let it drag out forever. Like, it, like Filoni's gonna have like, like Ahsoka lives? Question mark. Ahsoka lives exclamation mark Ahsoka lives and then that 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 thing you can do with the keyboard with the dude shrugging with the you know the the brats and stuff like you can't I don't know I just get flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. A little bit weary of the, oh, she's gone mysteriously. She's back mysteriously. I want finality but uh well, she's definitely back it's just whether she's gonna make it here in time or you know what i mean like she's around she's she's there i just don't know if she's gonna take place in there i would think she would i would agree with you guys that what's if she's coming back in rebels i would think she probably has something to do in rebels right so that would be pretty cool yeah i don't think he would just bring her just for the sake of bringing her back and you know, and later, you know. Bam, it's like a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that uh, it's the story of the Rebels. So while she can help a little, yeah, don't take over. <laughs> and I also think it's, like, really, really, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being selfish. But I also think it's, like, really soon after Kanan's dead for her just to step in and be like, I am the knowledgeable Force Master to help you. You know what I mean? So I hope if she comes in, she comes in and she helps. But I hope, like, I, 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 I don't know if I would like it as much if she was, like, taking over that, like, master yeah. space, especially to Ezra. I think Ezra should really, like, I think this, this finale should really prove Ezra's, like, growth and that he I, loves family. I agree, Sal. Just step off, Ahsoka. The, the ponytail is barely even cold. You know, you can't just come in on the next episode and expect to strut about like a big time Jedi. Earn your stripes. 
that uh, I, I'm just decoding what Sal just said there in my own way, and I'm going to uh, tweet that out with Sal's name attached. So uh, that will be great. Uh, Sal, you are going to be on our live show. This is a bit of sizzle on Saturday, the 10th of March at the Scum and Villainy Cantina, our Star Wars Rebels finale reaction. Now, this is the, the pairing I'm very excited about, everyone. Sal Perales, Jenny Nicholson, talking Rebels. I, I feel like doves will cry on this beautiful day. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. We're also going to be joined by uh, Troops creator, Star Wars Clone Wars rider, uh, Kevin Rubio, he'll be on the panel. And Geek Girl Diva will also be there. She does the uh, Rebels sort of recaps on StarWars.com. And one more question mark to be confirmed. Mysterious question mark. Is Ahsoka alive? Is she dead? Will our guest confirm in the next 24 hours? These are the mysteries <laughs> that are swirling in Star Wars fandom right now, boys and girls. Uh, Sal, I, uh, I look forward to chatting to you at that live show. And I'm not sure if you've even told the rest of the family, but I am trying to do, I want to do an interview episode with you guys directly after the finale comes out to, um, yeah, to, re- to recap your, your Rebels journey to just from humble cosplayers to celebration main stage standards, which was... Still humble cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I could tell Lizzie was pretty arrogant after that. You know, she'd, she'd you know, barely talk to me. It was, it was really upsetting. She had to go to her head. It was, it was, teenagers, you know, man. Teenagers. <laughs> I don't know. It all comes back to parenting, I think. But anyway, um, <laughs> Sal and um, all the Rogue Rebels, thanks for calling in. Really appreciate it. Uh, we lost the kids, but Liz is still here listening faithfully. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Very special. I hope they stay for the entire podcast we do. But uh, I'll talk to you soon, guys. All right. Take it easy, bro. Bye. Bye. See you, Sal. Liz. Sal Perales. Just explaining those rebels. He has this way of just telling me the things, just in his tone of voice, him just telling me the things that I don't like about it and explaining it to me, it just gives me this serenity now type um, <laughs> thing. So I'm not sure if that means I'm going to explode in fury uh, a little bit after this podcast. But for now, he's made me feel very at ease. And, and that's all you can ask from a friend, you know? It's very important, very important. Uh, he's a very soothing presence. He's a very soothing presence. Uh, let's take a call. And um, Tom, you can just hang about and uh, chime okay. in as you will. But we're going to San Diego for our uh, Patreon member, our co-host of the Canto Bite Dispatch. It is downtown casino, Brittany Brown. How are you doing, Brittany? Hi, Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Emily. Hi, King Tom. Hi, Steele. How are you all doing? We're well. We're well. What is on your mind on this um, stupendous week of Mendo? Oh, my goodness. The 
the only thing that matters, which is Mendo. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, that's what Metallica wrote that song about, I think. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. Um, what what's on your mind, Brittany? Did you catch Star Wars Rebels? What are your thoughts? I did. I thought it was probably the best episode of Star Wars Rebels. I mean, I still have issues with the show, and I had issues with the episode, but overall, I thought this was the best episode of the whole like series. I enjoyed the whole going into the portal and being able to hear everything from like the movies and Ezra being able to grab Ahsoka, like that made me be like, okay, Dave Filoni, one point for you because it explains why he had the Ahsoka lived question mark. And then he showed the, the, he showed like the trailer or something for like the next step or next season. And then he's like, Oh, Ahsoka lives like explanation point. So it's like, okay, like I get it. I get what he was doing. So point for him, but uh, yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Yeah. But Star Wars t-shirt comedy. It's a bit hack. Don't you? Yeah. I, when Ahsoka got ripped into that portal, I must, admit for those two seconds i was just like what is happening like i was in shock but i I, yeah it it sort of played out pretty well i'm shocked at how calm at at how my boat is not as rocked as as i thought it would be i thought it would be Hmm. one Um, thing britney one thing that Brittany said that reminded me of a thought I had was uh, Brittany mentioned the voices and a few people, including uh, our, your friend, Stephen Stanton had been posting uh, charts of who said what or what voices were heard. And I thought it was really cool because they had some lines from both Jin and Chirut from row really? one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here I repeated I... something. Oh, sorry. Tom, you go. I'm being rude. <laughs> no, I, I was just going to say, I, I thought it was really cool that they expanded it to include non, non-Jedi or non-Sith in th- those voice roles. Yeah. Yeah. That is strange. I saw I... that. Oh, sorry. I keep interrupting no, everyone. Bri- I feel bad. Go, go Brittany. <laughs> you've, got, you've got the, uh, okay. the court. I'm so excited. Sorry. But yeah, I saw that Charlotte from Sky Talkers podcast, she posted something where it showed like all of the quotes from everyone in that episode. So you saw from Charlotte or you saw um, Jen, you heard um, Kylo and Ray and Maz Kanata. Like, yep. Yeah, like you heard from everyone, like from Yoda from Empire Strikes Back. He got Yoda from, I think, a lot of the movies. We even got some Qui-Gon Jinn. I was just impressed of how much they put into this episode, like the different voices and like the quotes and how they all meant something. I was really impressed with that. I, I thought it was so strange. I didn't expect this, that when you went into that, you know, that plane of existence, what are we calling that, that black thing? What is that space called? Anyone? Um, I don't know. Everyone's been calling it something different. Okay. Well, when, uh, as soon as you go into this, 
you know, ethereal plane. The first thing you hear is a really well edited promo for the uh, Star Wars Saga Blu-ray box set. Just all these classic <laughs> lines. They're, they're really trying to move those discs. Bobby I has done it again, leaving no uh, advertorial stone unturned. That's very impressive, I thought. But um, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. I like the way um, the Emperor said that the death of Canaan like changed the future, and he can't. He's having trouble foreseeing. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I wish we could have gotten Old Man Sheev or a little more of him in the in the episode. But I almost, like, hated hearing him say Kanan Jarrus because it's like, okay, he knows that he exists, and why hasn't he done anything to get rid of him? But then again, I think, well, does he know that he's insignificant to, like, the whole plot that Palpatine has to rule the galaxy? Or is he really just like, I'm not going to pay attention to this, or this doesn't matter? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like one of my main issues with this show is that here are these using people in the galaxy – and they aren't doing anything. Like, obviously, these people are, you know, building a rebel alliance and everything, and they still are able to do it, and they haven't been destroyed yet. So I think that's just me trying to find something to complain about in this show, but that's always been, like, one of my things. I, I see what you're saying. I took it as that he was focusing on – Palpatine was focusing on this whatever, all this power – you know, studying the ways of the dark side to be able to do this. And he left hunting down the Jedi and eliminating the rebellion, all that stuff. He left that to Vader. Hey, when you're in upper management, man, you've got to delegate. It's the secret <laughs> yeah. handling the role. Do you know what I mean? So that's, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, that's good business smarts. That's, that's why the empire is so empirical. It's, um, it's to be applauded. And Emily just dropped out, but she's back. Are you okay, okay Emily? Yay, Emily! Hello! <laughs> Brittany, I love how, like, just calm and understated you are in all your reactions to everything. So even healed. Never get overexcited. <laughs> Emily, you are just the most perfect human being on this planet. And I just, I love you so much. Wow. This is some, I, th- I thought I sizzled things pretty hard, but... uh this is red hot. Now, before we go to the Patreon bonus, uh, we've got a few people on hold that we get to there. I think we've got Luke Cruiser and Sam Scorsone. So we'll be talking to them in the bonus section. But I will, before we go, drop a... Uh, I think I've got about a minute of Mendo to give uh, a sizzle for. That'll be up on Thursday which is uh, very exciting. And I should point out that these call-in shows, someone said to me the other day that, um, oh, this, the, the podcast isn't very clear. And I'm like, it, it sounds like it's on the telephone. And I go, are you talking about the call-in shows? And they go, yeah. And I'm like, well, it is on the telephone, yes. So your hearing is very, um, very on point. But we are in a couple of weeks changing up the format of the show and it will mean the host are far clearer so um there'll be some changes very exciting um and changes in star wars always go down well so i expect petitions (laughs) i expect people calling for me to be fired by myself um and all that but um how about 
we listen to uh, a quick minute of uh, some part of the, uh, the the Mendo interview. Are you guys ready? Brittany, are you going to contain yourself through this? I am so ready. I've never been so ready for something in my life. <laughs> wow. It sounds like um, an awesome quote from the trailer about Brittany's life. I am so ready. I've never been so ready. And then um, Eminem comes on and all that good stuff. All right, let's go. Let's check out this uh, Mendo Minute. Who is your character? Who did you live vicariously through while watching the films? Oh, I mean, you know, Luke and Luke and Han. Luke and Han. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you sort of want to be, um, you know, you want to be a combination of the two of those, I think. Uh, you know, I, I certainly did. You, you sort of want the, um, the spiritual significance of Luke with the swagger and, you know, cool of Han. You know, I mean, they're kind of, you know, they're, they're the shiznit, as it were. Yes, yes. And um, what about sort of like background characters, aliens and, and creatures and stuff? Did you have any of those guys that you were... I wouldn't have mind being able to play the, you know, the... <laughs> that one-eyed guy at the, um, at the bar. That would have been all right to, to have that kind of muscle, but also to be able to play that funky cantina uh, horn. That would have been good. I'll have to say, after that... Uh, like reaction or replaying of the cantina band theme you definitely didn't sell that record because that was pitch perfect oh thank you very much no no these things uh have a way of sticking there you go there's your mendo minutes how did you how did you fare Brittany? i want to cry that was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i have to say what like if you went through all of my DMs of all time, probably the most embarrassing ones would be how much I have freaked out at Brittany over the past couple of days waiting for this episode. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I, think so new, <laughs> I think you have new theme music, Steel. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, that's... That's pretty good. That's a good idea, Tom. That is a pretty good idea. It is, uh, yeah, maybe we can use that for one of the shows. I, I don't want to, you know, we've got to pay respect to the, uh, the OG, but maybe oh, uh, right. that is uh, that's a pretty good idea, Tom. Pretty good. I like it a lot. So that'll be up on Thursday. And uh, yeah, it's very exciting. So any and all sharing of that episode would be so, so appreciated you guys so thanks for that Brittany Brown we are going to let you um, go deal with your um, what you just went through and uh, you can hear Brittany and Emily on the Canto Bite Dispatch one of the internet's hubs of Mendo Chatter so uh, thanks for calling in Brittany Thanks for having me. I'll see you next week. Okay. Uh, yeah. See you at the live show. Bye, Brittany. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. Brittany took a long time to reply just then. I'm I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure how she's doing. Um, Emily, is, is Brittany okay after that? Um, I think she's going to be okay. I'll talk her through it. I think I had a similar reaction. <laughs> uh, it's it's a bit overwhelming the first time you hear it. 
Alrighty, and uh, so we're going to go into the uh, supporter bonus. If you're listening live, just keep listening and you'll be able to hear this. But if you're listening on demand to hear the bonus shows as well as the 350 plus Steel Wars audio shows for you on the Steel Wars Patreon, it's just three bucks a month and you get an RSS feed and you get all the little bonus shows and the full length archives and you support the little podcast getting made which is a good thing. King Tom, what podcast will you be sending questions or voicemails into this week? Um, I believe I've sent one to the Candlebite Dispatch this week. Um, Blue Harvest, great, which great you did an excellent job, job on. Thank you. Um, uh, the Bad Motivators. Uh, which I believe you said Luke is coming up next. I, I sent a special voicemail into them um, because they are two good bad motivators, uh, Luke and Eric. The other one is dead to me right now. Uh, that's a little bit of sizzle for myself. And um, maybe, maybe the sip list. Okay. But what I, about I, I have a I, Yeah. What about this King Tom? Why don't we get someone as a project? Each week, they can listen to every podcast you interact with, and then they can just edit those segments into one, and it can just be King Tom's, you know, podcast, you know, merry-go-round, and it's just a recap of all the King Tom podcast interactions for the week. I don't want anyone to think that I'm offering to do this. It's just, it's just an idea I'm putting out there. I, I love that idea. Although someone, I, I think Eric Strothers once said that all the other Star Wars podcasts are really my podcasts. But I, I don't want to take credit for because everyone does a lot more work than I do. All I do is promote the podcasts I love and write into them if they'll take my messages or call in. If they think I'm from Australia or South Paralysis. Ben- <laughs> yes, yes. What a benevolent king we have with, uh, with Ohio's King Tom. Uh, Tom, I'll, uh, I'll bang you back on hold and uh, I'll talk okay. to you soon, buddy. Okay, thanks, Phil. Thanks, mate. And Emily, why don't you give us a quick sizzle or a long sizzle? Sizzle as long as you want about the Canto Bite Dispatch. Yeah, um, Canto Bite Dispatch is the podcast that I do with Brittany Brown. We mostly talk Star Wars a lot of Mendo, and then just sort of whatever else we happen to be up to that week, like movies we've seen. Like, Brittany has been watching movies with Muppets because she never saw them, and I'm working my way through the Clone Wars. I'm doing a couple episodes a week, and then we just have fun because Brittany is delightful to talk to. Um, And you can find that on, like, of course, all the various podcatcher apps, and then we're on SoundCloud, and you can find us on Twitter at CantoBitePod. Um, and if you're new to the podcast, Ooh. I would say go back a couple episodes and find the one that I did with my dad, because that's a lot of fun. That is a, that is an awesome episode. I would check that out. So, uh, oh yeah, I was on. Uh, now this is podcasting this week on Making Star Wars. I was also on Blue Harvest. Uh, with Hawes and Will, which was a super good time. And then another new podcast that I guested on is called Beyond the Outer Rim. And we talked about the life of Luke Skywalker. So 
I think that's their third episode. So go check out Beyond the Outer Rim if you're looking for a new pod. But let's uh, chat to Luke and Sam and maybe talk a bit of Mendo in the Patreon after show. I'll see you there, Emily. Alrighty. And may that force be with you. Alrighty, we have got Luke Caruso of The Bad Motivators, one of my favourite podcasts on the line. What's happening, Luke? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm real good, mate. It's uh, Hi, Luke. This is a happening Hi, week. Hi, Emily. Oh, God. It is, it is. Uh, what's on your mind, Well, I have, th- I have a few things. Uh, I have oh, three quick go. things that involve, in, involve uh, King Tom, okay? Number oh. one... Oh, wow. Number one, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking it over, Steele. Number one, okay. uh, uh, Eric Strothers has become like the Marsha of, uh, of of Star Wars podcasting. It's like all good ideas are Eric Strothers. Strothers, Strothers, Strothers. It was it was <laughs> me. It it was it was me who who said that all all these all the podcasts our 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 King Tom podcast but we're just doing them for him. But anyways <laughs> uh two, he did he laid into Dallas on the on the, the the episode we uh we uh recorded last night. It was awesome. Um on what three topic? he st- oh he, um I let's just say uh Tom is not the biggest fan of Jacosta New <laughs> and uh the the, the Jedi librarian. And uh, and Dallas made the mistake of stating that he in fact was a big fan of Jacosta New, and uh, let's just say King let's just say King Tom uh, scorned him like a father. <laughs> but it was wow. good. Um, okay, but, yeah, I'll have to listen to that because where I am in Cold Wars, she's been in like ten minutes of the show. Yeah, and so t- Tom's hatred is very confusing to me. He he just thinks she's the biggest failure in in the uh, in the prequels. But anyways, um, and number three, what, he stole what, my the, idea. The, the books the books aren't organized in the right order. What, what, what's she done wrong? He, he just thinks that he just thinks that she's. Uh, you have to ask him more directly, but he just hates. He just thinks that she has no. She like she like represents the failure of the Jedi in some capacity. He has a big vendetta. You got to ask him about it sometime. Um, <laughs> but number three, he stole my idea. I was totally going to say that you should like sub in that Mendo uh, singing the Cantina music in one, one of your themes sometime. He stole my idea that King Tom beat me to the draw. Oh yeah, but um, <laughs> I've got some bad news for you, Luke. Real bad yeah. news. Are, are oh, you no. ready? Uh-huh. I think your idea that you got stolen from you of uh, <laughs> integrating the Mendo song into the theme music is a great idea. But here's oh, where thanks. it turns bad for you. Here's where it turns bad for you. The person that's going to be editing it is Eric Struthers, and everyone's going to be saying <laughs> how good a job he did editing the I, theme I know. Music. I know. <laughs> Struthers, Struthers, Struthers. <laughs> No, he, 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 I love Miss America. How can you not love Eric Struthers? But anyways, um, 
but that was some uh, red hot uh, Mendo sizzle, man. Two, oh, two, geez, buddy. Se- two, two sexy Australians just going to town. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm fanning I, myself I, now. Yeah, you, you should fan yourself. Um, but I, dude, I cannot wait to hear that, man. I, it, everybody's just saying it. And as soon as I saw that picture that you posted, you look like you look like you were holding back the ball of laughter, crying that anybody could ever be holding in ever. <laughs> you were just like you have like this like this like sweet cherub look on your face, like your cheeks were like extra high because you were hiding this biggest smile ever. It was just beautiful, buddy. Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you how <laughs> that smile got generated. To be uh, honest, so I took the okay. photo. I've, I've got one of those like Canon G7s. It's sort of like the, it's the camera of choice for uh, YouTube bloggers the world over. And I'm mm-hmm. known for my YouTube blogging, uh, apparently. And one of the cool features about it is you can flip the screen up and it can face you. Like it sort of sits above the lens. Right? So it's like this little TV. And so you can line up shots perfectly. And as I'm lining it up, I see Ben hit that <laughs> Krennic pose behind me. And that's when I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, you just, you know, when you you, like, you've gotten a photo with someone, you know, like that, that you've met and you're like, I want to get a photo with them. It's like the pressure is on for that photo because you don't want to take 17 of them. So I was Mm -hmm. just like, just, just please just, just make one usable like (laughs) face like in the photos and and that was the best i got was that um exploding like trying to hold in uh the the pure joy of mendo so it is perfect for you how how much fun was it to see and to hear everybody's reactions when you announced this news yeah that's like one of the highlights of it to be honest because like everyone's just been so like stoked like you know people that like that do other podcasts and stuff have like messaged me and you know and just in the safe haven everyone was so like psyched and when we released the the picture on the patreon so yeah it's been like like i like it's like it's rad that everyone's so excited i tell you what's really funny though If you're like me and you want to check out as many quality voices in Star Wars fandom as possible, check out the Making Star Wars podcast network at makingstarwars.net. Not only is makingstarwars.net the home for the hottest news and rumors in the Star Wars universe, but they have also got a top-shelf podcast network. Now, this is podcasting. Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Blue Harvest, The Rogue One, a podcast for winners. The Sith List, Podcast 2187, Tarkin's Top Shelf, The Idiot's Array. All available on iTunes or makingstarwars.net. Just hit the podcast network button. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetvcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.